0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Grow with Cora podcast, where we interview marketers on how and why they use Quora. I'm your host, J.D. Prater. Today, we're joined by Leonard Kim, who's the social media marketer for Keck Medicine of USC to discuss how he leverages Cora to 5x his monthly traffic. Leonard, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Oh, anytime. Thank you so much for having me today, J.D. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, man. The pleasure is all on this end. Uh, I'm really excited for this episode as you guys are going to learn some like, really cool tactics about writing on Quora, answering on Quora, and then leveraging that to drive your traffic. So, uh, Leonard, a common question that I, I get a lot from marketers is, who should answer the question? So, a lot of people are like, is it my boss? Do I answer it? Or should the brand answer it? Talk to me about how you decided to build out a branded account for Keck Medicine of USC versus, you know, really leveraging a personal account to answer some of these questions.
1: Well, when you kind of compare a brand to a person, uh, usually the person's the best way to go. Just to give you an example of why it's so important to use a person, my friend Joe Martin, he used to be known as Adobe Joe. Uh, he's currently the vice president of, over at uh, Cloud App. When he was working at Adobe, he created their whole entire uh, employee advocacy program. And when he created that program, one thing he did as a test is he made the exact same ad on his Twitter account with the exact same copy, exact same image, exact same everything, put it up from the Adobe account and put it up from his personal account. If you wanted to guess which one got more clicks, which one would you guess?
0: Oh, geez. Uh, and this was on Twitter? hmm I would guess his personal
1: his personal account got 10 times more clicks. And the reason for that is it's so much easier for a person to know, like, and trust the person as opposed to a brand. And we're not using a small brand here, for example. We're using Adobe, which is a multi-billion dollar Fortune 500 company. But the instance for Keck Medicine of USC and why we started with the brand account, it kind of uh, the reason for that kind of uh, is positioned around where we were at the time. In 2016, when we first started out our account on Quora, we were only a five-year-old brand. And because we were a five-year-old brand, what we had to do is we had to get down our guidelines, we had to make sure that everything was on brand, figure out our voice, and all those key elements before we could open up and allow physicians to go out there and answer questions. So for the first three years, what we did is we led with the brand account, but now what we're doing is we're rolling out our physicians onto their own social media profiles, going out there and having them utilize Quora and doing other things too. We're leveraging both sides of it. If you have the choice and you can choose from either one, you want to get your people out into the field first because then you can co-elevate them with the brand. And that's kind of what we're working towards. But even though we started with the brand itself, we still had a pretty significant uh, results from it. Within about... 2016 to about today, we've acquired around 1.7 million views on our content, just on Quora, and we ended up with about 150 media syndications in places like Forbes, Time, Newsweek, um, Medical Daily, and all these other great publications too.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, 1.7 million views for you guys out there listening is what he said. Now. Let's get into some of those numbers because you talked about that offsite activity. But before we do, uh, remind us where you were starting in 2016 and where you kind of are now within like those page views. And then we can get into like some of those top pages as well.
1: Sure. So at my role over at Kick Medicine of USC, when I was hired on in October to the end of December, my boss gave me one task. He's like, okay, for the first three months, what I want you to do is I want you to do an analysis of everything that we're doing now and come up with a strategy on exactly what to do. So I was looking at all the content that was being made in-house. A lot of it was very academic, or it was kind of inside baseball where we were talking about the events that were happening campus now to an outside audience you have academic type writing is that really going to connect? it's going to be difficult for a lot of people to actually read it and relate to it and when we're talking about events that are just on our campus it's not really going to connect with others either so because I saw that those were the two types of content that was being created I said you know what we need to make a new type of content We need to make medical-related and health-related content that people actually want to consume. So I did some research, and I looked at what kind of health content people were consuming. And a lot of that came from, like, magazines, like Women's Fitness, Men's Health, um, Everyday Health, and all these other places like that. And these were the sites that were creating medical content where people were consuming it. So I said, in order for us to go out there and have success with going out there and building a strategy, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to create topics around these points that people are actually looking for. Luckily, there's tools out there like BuzzSumo where you could type in a word like cancer or you could type in a word like orthopedics. And what it's going to do is it's going to share with you exactly what type of content is resonating with others. So for us, what we did is we kind of gathered and sat together, in a group and started thinking of different topics to really create content around now once we did that what we did is we hired some freelance writers to work with us and with those freelance writers we had them create 500 word articles before the freelancers were hired on board i was writing everything but it became pretty overwhelming for me to do it myself so we hired some freelance writers to go out there and create content for us and we had about 500 words they were um they were citing sources like um, CDC and other places that were uh, getting factual information. Uh, we were pulling quotes for our fi- from our physicians. Then, once we had that finalized product, what we would do is most people would take that and they would just put it onto their website. What we did is we put it onto Quora and then we put it onto our website.
0: Hmm. That sounds really cool. So you put it on Quora first and. So what kind of benefits did you see from that? I mean, because a lot of people are, they just want to like, they want to put it on their website to really try to own that traffic and rank organically like in Google. So why put it on Quora first?
1: Well, one of the key reasons that we put it onto Quora first is because Quora has the content syndication teams with major media outlets like Forbes, Newsweek, Time, and basically like 50 to 100 other publications, and to kind of have your content qualified to potentially get picked up by one of those outlets, it has to live on to Quora first. So when we kind of took a look at every single piece of content we created, we'd be like, oh, let's do something on like kidney stones and um, (laughs) if it's painful or uh, what the uh, biggest problems are with X. And while we were in these content development uh, sessions and we created content and all these 500-word articles, when we really took a look at them and we took a step back, we really saw that each of these pieces of content was answering a specific type of question. Like, what do you do when you have kidney stones? Are kidney stones painful? Does kidney stones feel like childbirth? Like all these, different quest, all these different questions were kind of what these content, what this content was answering. So it made it pretty simple to go out there and find the existing question that already exists to put the uh, content onto that question.
0: Yeah, that makes complete sense. And, you know, that's actually a really good point because I actually think this is a really good use case for where like, you know, we talked about the brand versus the personal, but it, I actually think it makes sense to actually have Keck Medicine of USC answering that question as the authority because there might be other you know, people out there that have had kidney stones answering it from their personal experience. But coming with, from a, a university, from like the medical center, it actually makes a lot of sense.
1: This is a good play to go with, but not a lot of people have a strong, powerful brand that they can really go and answer content with without it looking like an advertorial type post as opposed to an editorial type uh, piece of content. Um, Because we're an academic medical institution, uh, it makes it a little bit easier for us to kind of get away with the editorial because we're here to educate. When you have a brand like maybe Skechers, for example, and you're talking about what to look for in the best running shoe, then it might sound a little bit more like an advertorial. So it depends on the type of brand that you're working with.
0: Yeah, that's a really good tip there as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna ask you a, l- a real tactical question based off that, because I see a lot of marketers going out there, they're, they're answering it from their personal accounts, but man, they are putting so many links in their answers and it just doesn't look good. And notice looking through the Keck Medicine, you guys don't always link to articles. You guys are just literally answering the question, trying to provide high value. How do you balance answering the question, providing value, but also adding in that link back to the website?
1: So one of the things that we do when we create around a uh, 500-word piece of content is we, let's say it's on like the topic of pelvic floor disorders, for example. We'll look around our database to see if we have maybe two other places or two other existing pieces of content related to pelvic floor disorders. If we do, we'll include those links somewhere within the article. If we don't, then, and this is the first uh, article that exists based off that type of content, then we wouldn't be linking off to that. Uh, One of the ways that we like to get links into there is aside from like the source links, which are with like the CDC and other government agencies, which really don't benefit us, but kind of bring validity to the content. One of the things that we do is we look for a physician who works in-house with us, and we ask them for a quote with their expertise. By asking them for a quote, what we could do is we could link out to that physician's provider page, so if someone wants to potentially book an appointment with them, they could go to that page. We could link to what department that person works for, so we get a link back to the service line. Then we also could state that they work at Tech Medicine of USC so we could get a link back to our homepage. Now that's how we kind of get our links back in a way where it's not too uh, overly pushing out the links or just link stuffing, but actually having a validity to the links that we're providing by providing that where those resources are actually coming from.
0: Yeah, so you're saying really focus on does the link provide value to the answer? Would that be yeah. cool? I like that. Yeah, that one is that one's a tough one. I'm glad. Uh, and go check out Keg Medicine, they do a great job of this as well with this linking uh, strategy. So go take a look there. Uh, a question that I also had for you within the keck medicine so again you know a branded account you guys have answered or sorry you guys have answered 400 questions we guys have also asked a lot of questions you guys have asked 268 questions at the time that we're recording this do you guys have a strategy for asking questions
1: well the reason we asked 268 questions when we have 405 answers is because when we looked at the content. Not a lot of people use quora as like their ask all medical advice type place because there's not a lot of thought leaders in that space using the platform so some people might naturally might not naturally think to go and ask a medical related question onto a site like quora so a lot of the content that we develop like maybe it said what do you do when you have urinary for example or what do you do when you have a hemorrhoid that question might not already exist on Quora so we would ask it first then we would put our content onto there because we're adding to the content library of questions that could potentially be searched for things that could potentially be asked and also at the same time providing our value and our expertise within that topic and allowing others to answer those questions too.
0: Yeah such an underleveraged feature in my opinion is asking the right question and then go and answer it. If you already have it, you already have the answer, right? Just go answer it, be first. And the thing is too, you are allowing other people to go in and and answer that question as well. But man, if if you're first to answer the question, you're providing that high value, it's gonna be like difficult to beat out or it's gonna be a difficult, you know, to provide something slightly different maybe. So I think it's a great strategy and, you know, kudos to you guys for figuring that part out. Well, thank you. I think whenever um, I'm trying to think through as well is like, how do you decide which questions to actually answer? Right. So you talked about, you know, Hey, you know, we can, we can ask these questions, but how do you decide which questions to answer?
1: Well, with, uh, so what we do is we go way off of Quora. So in our beginning phase of the content creation phase, let's say it takes us three months to make an article because we have to assign it, get it written, get it edited, get it edited. Again, uh, clean it up, find an image, and all this other stuff. Link it back, get a quote, and all of that. So let's just say the uh, time frame for that is theoretically three months. When at the beginning of the three months, what we do is we sit in a room and we think about different topics that would be uh, interesting for our our consumers. We'll go through our different service lines. We'll look at content that we read. We'll look at content that was interesting that already exists. We'll look at um, what other people are doing. We'll We'll have common questions that we have that didn't get answered or that we can't find the answers for. We'll have things that are curious to us that we want to kind of figure out. Let's sit in the room and kind of brainstorm as many topics as possible. And let's say our writers are writing 10 articles a month or 20 articles a month. We'll pick the top 10 or 20 and then we'll go in and sign those out to the writer. They'll go and they'll write something and then based off what the article says, um, maybe it's going to... Tell me if a skin rash is the sign of something more serious. Then I could go and look for a question based on something to do with skin rashes and go through and dig through the database to see if something already exists. If it exists, I'm going to look at kind of what kind of tags are associated to it. Is it under medicine and health? Is it under skin? Is it under any um, topics that might limit distribution? Then um, if everything looks fine, I'll post it there. If the question doesn't exist, then I'll go and look for one.
0: Gotcha. So you're really just like leveraging content that's already created, and then you're just really amplifying and really getting that distribution using Quora. Yeah. Smart man, you guys are you guys are on to it. I mean 1.7 million views doesn't lie So let's talk about the actual like website traffic. So we talked about 5x, right? I mean we talked about the views on core. We talked about your answer Talked about your questions Talk to me about some of the results that you're seeing. I know that you've uh, printed out some of the answers from your Google Analytics
1: yeah, so Back in October of 2015, I pulled up our users and our acquisition for the month of our website, and we had 48,509 users to our site. Uh, When I pulled it up for the last month, April 1st to April 30th, uh, 2019, we're at 243,473,000 users. So um, what we've also looked at is kind of the page views from that time frame to now. And the page views went from about 148,806 to 439,956. If we look at the top 25 posts for, or top 25 pages on the entire website, that includes the homepage, find the provider, contact, locations, and other things that already exist on the website with all the service line pages, 18 out of 25 of those pieces of content are the same types of content that we're putting onto Quora. Now, what happens behind the scenes is with the links that are on the website are on Quora, they're uh, linking back to the website when a piece gets syndicated onto Forbes time whatever else it may be those links are linking back to the website since we're linking to government sources what that does is it triggers that we have well-researched information and all these indicators and the heavy volume of content that we pushed out by creating 405 pieces of content from january 2016 to about uh what is it may 2019 all those factors combined together kind of force-fed our seo So we currently have an eight-year-old website, keckmedicine.org, And we started most of these tactics when the website was about five years old and the brand was about five years old. A lot of our content was coming up on page 16, page 20, page 25 of Google. And now a lot of this content is actually sitting into the first few pages. Like if you go on your computer right now and you type in skin rash serious, you're going to see one of our pieces of content come up on the first or second page. If you type in like um, foul smelling gas or if you type in like um, fruits help you lose weight or enlarged prostate or hemorrhoids or colon cancer and you type blood in with that. If you type in like uh, puff of cigarette or any of these other terms on these first 18 pages, chances are you're going to see our content come up on those first few pages of Google and a lot of people are out there wondering how in the world am i going to go and figure out this seo game everyone's trying to go and lead with the, go out there and beat the search engine and every single content marketer every single digital marketer every single like analytics person is studying different ways to go out there and tweak their tactics We're going out there and we're just creating great content. We're just sticking it onto Quora and putting it onto their website. And within three years, (laughs) our our page views and our um, user acquisition just skyrocketed. And we won SEO too just by going out there and doing simple, easy stuff.
0: I love it. I just want to like end it right there. No, that's so good, man. That's such a good use case and such a great story. You know, uh, thank you for, you know, sharing that part of the story. I, I want to like transition now into the actual personal branding side of things. So for those listening, you know, Leonard's also a personal brand expert. And he's taken everything he's done with Keck. But he's also done it for his own personal brand. And on Cora, he has over 13.5 million views right? So 13X what he's got for Keck. He's been a top writer before. He's been a published writer. What kind of strategies and tips would you have for those listening now for on the personal brand and leveraging Quora as well?
1: Well, if you think about your personal brand, people are going to know, like, and trust you a lot easier than they're going to any type of corporate brand. Luckily, we have an academic institution. I'm pretty good at branding anything. So (laughs) that's kind of a little bit that's... uh, little in my favor but when it comes to personal branding you kind of just like i made mention of joe martin's example you kind of have 10x growth with the ability that you can really have with a, with a corporate brand the more unbranded you can really create your content the better it's going to perform If you've been around content for a long time, there's a clear difference between advertorial, editorial, educational content, adult leadership, and personal stories. Um, We all know as content marketers, if we're working at a large organization and we're placing an advertorial into like the LA Times or something, we all know it's not going to perform that well. And the reason for that is because that piece is as self-promotional as possible. The least, the less and less self promotional you get, and the more value that you're able to provide, the higher your content's going to perform. Now, what separates a personal brand and a corporate brand, though, is the ability to add storytelling into that. So now, if a corporate brand's going out there and they're sharing a story, what it looks like, it looks inauthentic. It looks sleazy. It looks like someone's just trying to pull one over on you. But when a person like, let's say, Leonard Kim goes out there and opens up at, with a personal story, and I tell you about like how I might have struggled at one point and it was served an eviction notice, and maybe had to go shower in the dark because I couldn't pay my electricity bill for a while, I can build a human connection with you. I can build empathy. I can build trust. I can build compassion, and I can build camaraderie with you. And while you're reading my content, you can feel a deep connection with me. That deep connection that you could go and create with your audience doesn't have to be by going out there and pushing your business type of content. You can go out there and you can just straight out share personal content because guess what? If people look at you and they read what you're doing and they're like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. The immediate reaction for them if it is they're probably going to share it. They're probably going to talk about it. They're probably going to like it, upload it or something like that. But, curiosity always usually strikes the reader. And what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to research to see exactly who you are. So when they go and look you up, they're going to come across that bio. And in that bio, let's say you have links off to your business site or your job or whatever it may be. and people are falling in love with you, falling in love with your content, and then they're going off and reading what you're doing too, that person could potentially be a new client. So what you're basically doing is when you look at a company brand, you have this funnel, and you have this small funnel with only your target market, and you have to push people through this small little funnel to get them into the bottom. But when you use a personal brand, what you do is you get this large funnel where basically you can talk to anyone who really actually enjoys the type of content you're creating. Put them all into this funnel, and then you could get followers out of that with people who don't want to do business with you. You could get people who connect with you at a deeper level. You could get friends. You could get colleagues. You could create strategic alliances. And also at the same time, anyone who sees your business brand, you could potentially become a client. So you kind of win in both buckets. Now I kind of go a lot over a lot of these other things and how to really go out there and do that. And the book I have coming out in October with McGraw Hill business called ditch the act reveal the surprising power of real you for greater success.
0: Awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure to uh, link to all this information in the show notes, but uh, Leonard, thank you so much for coming on the show for all of you guys out there listening. Make sure you're giving him a follow across Cora uh, and all social media accounts. Look out for his book coming out and then go check out the the Keck Medicine of USC profile for a great example of a, of a branded account doing really good content marketing on Quora. Thanks again for tuning in and make sure that you subscribe to get the latest episodes. And in the meantime, you can head on over to Quora.com slash business to get started today. We'll see you next week.